That's because they're like super dry and yeah, yeah. Gotcha. What about like a gecko or or like a like another like amphibian creature? Well, see now those are slimy. Yeah. And the only slimy thing that I, the only slimy things that I would I would ever have are slugs. I I want like a terrarium of like ten slugs. Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K, yeah. And today, we have with me, Ian, with Dewey's. Ian, hi. How's it going, Kyle? It's going you, good, have, Ian. You know what? How have you been this past week since we've seen each other? Whew, it's been a rough one. Long nights, um, but I've been doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I beat Max Payne four and five. I'm just kidding. There's no Max Payne four. <laughs> um, I've been doing good. Been doing good. Uh, just got done with the faculty about an hour ago, and I plan on watching another film later tonight. But I just haven't picked one out yet. How are you doing? I am doing fine. I as well just got done watching the faculty for the first time, actually. The first time. First time ever. It feels like the first time. Yeah, Ian brought to my attention today because I had concerns that this movie was too mainstream. But apparently old people like myself <laughs> have uh, a lot of nostalgia for this movie. But a lot of the Gen Zers have never even heard of it. So... Um, I guess it's one that we're uh, that that we're covering. That we're covering. You also just uh, subscribed to the Arrow Video app, is that right? I'm I'm waiting. Oh, I'm waiting. Yeah. Because when I do, I'm gonna hit that and I'm gonna hit it hard. The uh, Arrow Video, yeah, uh, streaming service. Not like you know, wife beaters like are in this movie. Um, <laughs> do you? What are the top three movies? Do you think you're uh, planning on watching? Oh geez, um, not just movies, rattle off, but just rattle off one or two. I'm definitely gonna go through more giallos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna watch the watch through, oh, watch through all of the Miko Kaji films, Ooh. and um, just the weird um, like low budget ones. Cool. It's a good app. I've had it for almost two months now, and. It's, uh, I've only watched a few films because I haven't had a lot of time, but it's been well worth the money. It's only $5. Like, it's, it's killer. And also today, we have Brendan, the new blood. Brendan, what's up? Uh, I have been watching shorts and features nonstop, and my brain is fried. I last night I had the idea to I was like, yeah, I want to relax and just watch something that I want to watch. So I put on Possession, which was a very not relaxing movie. Mm, not at all. <laughs> and that may be one of the loudest movies ever. Like I I had points I had to turn the volume on my TV down because everyone is just screaming or talking like they they just can't control the volumes of their voice. Um Nice little Austin Powers reference. Um, <laughs> um, so the audience kind of gets a little bit of details on what you're doing. What festival are you covering? 
I'm covering the the Final Girls Berlin Horror Film Festival, which is a festival that promotes uh, female uh, creators and LGBTQ uh, plus creators. Um, there's overall, like by the time this episode comes out, the embargoes on everything will be lifted, so I can give my cursory thoughts here. Um, I'm overall, I'm really pleased with the festival. I think that. I've at this point I've maybe covered like four in the last year, not including this one. And I think that this festival has some of the strongest direction um, from all the festivals I've seen. I don't know if it has my favorite movies uh, because like uh, when I consume you was one of my tops of last year, the unburied corpse was also one of my tops from last year. So, although I will say I watched a, psychological horror movie called uh we're all going to the world's fair i don't know if if you guys have heard of that no it is a it's about a girl who loves horror and like a lot of the movie is filmed from the camera on her laptop and she does an internet challenge you know like there was like the charlie charlie challenge and you know those like horror related challenges. So she does an internet challenge called we're all going to the world's fair and what transpires over the next 80 minutes is just fucking wacky and insane. And it was so cool to see a movie take that direction um, and like perfectly implement YouTube and internet lifestyles into it. It was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. How um how far are a lot of these movies from being actively available like here in the states? Um I think it's I think for some of them it's still going to be a while. I've also noticed that some are streaming randomly. Well th- there was only one that I found that was streaming um but I know that some of them are I believe having their world premiere at this festival. So, you know, hopefully it could be one of those things where they can secure distribution rights. Like, uh, we're all going to the World's Fair was a Sundance film as well. So I would be surprised if that didn't have uh, distribution very soon, if not already. Okay, well, that's awesome. We could also find a lot of your uh, publishings and stuff for the like the coverage of the event at horrorobsessive.com, right? Yes, yes. If uh, cool. you can, uh, there's a... If you follow me on Twitter, there's a link tree that I have that goes right to my author page as well as the Horror Obsessive main page because they have some wonderful stuff and some very wonderful writers. And I'm so thankful of the opportunity that I've gotten through them to to cover these festivals, to meet Bobby Rowe, to meet Nathan Crooker. Um, there's been film pages for the movies that I've talked about that have followed me on Twitter and they like my stuff. And it's it's a uh, horror obsessive has given me a very wonderful opportunity and I'm uh, mucho thankful for it. Well, today we're covering a film from 1998. So, Mitch, if you could hit that time machine for me, please. We're going to go over the top 10 grossing movies of this year, starting with number 10, Good Will Hunting, which was also a Miramax film. I've never seen, I've never seen Good Will Hunting, but... Uh, You're joking. It launched, I, I swear, I have never seen, never seen it. It won the uh, Oscar for Best Picture that year, right? Is that, I want to say, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it did. Van Zant movie. No, it's no. Isn't it directed yeah, it is. by? It's a Gus Van Zant movie. Interesting. Okay. So, what involvement did Ben Affleck in? Oh, the writers. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. No, I heard it's awesome. Never seen it. Number nine, Rush Hour. One of the best '90s comedies. Easy. The best. One of the best buddy cop movies. Agreed. Hands down. Top ten at least. At least. I- I almost feel like we got that movie too soon. Like, I wish there was more of, like, that kind of stuff today. Like, what, yeah. like, what kind of buddy cop films in the last 10 years would even come close to Rush Hour? 20 years. Okay. I can't, I can't think of any. Maybe, um, like, the other 21 guys? Jump Street? Yeah, 21 Jump Street. Other guys, yeah. 21 Jump Street was pretty good. Yeah. Wait, did, did, you guys, did you guys hear about the mini controversy that was surrounding Rush Hour a few months ago? There was new controversy. Yeah, I so I don't want to hear it. Thirty yeah, years so, ago, so uh, <laughs> apparently it was either TBS or USA that was running the movie, and as it did, yeah, a loop. Yeah, and before right. the movie, there's a content warning that says um, the the content that is more or less featured in this film has been known to be offensive to people. So pretty much viewer discretion advised i mean that's not that what's controversial. the controversial oh no you had you had the left saying yay oh, a trigger I... warning and you had the right saying can you believe what they're doing they're putting a trigger warning before rush hour gotcha dude if you want to make a stand on that right now on if it's okay or not like should there be a warning in front of rush hour i i don't see why there needs to be one you you know what if you don't know what the movie is in the year 2022, then then yeah, you're probably not gonna like it. <laughs> um, I I think that's stupid. Number eight, we have Godzilla, which is the one with Matthew Broderick. Oh, the saw one that. with the dinosaur. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. The marketing for that movie was insane. I remember that being like the toys you would get in every fucking Happy Meal across every fast food chain. It was, dude, it was crazy. That movie got so much hype. And I remember seeing that in theaters and fucking loving it. And then 10 years later, watching it again and going, this movie sucked. <laughs> but well, as yeah, a kid, that's... I mean, I was, I was 10 years old and I thought it was fucking awesome in theaters. It's Godzilla coming to America. That's exactly. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, being 10 years old, it's also the first Godzilla I ever watched. So it is what it is. I've gone back and watched the greats. Don't worry. Not all of them, but I've seen the main ones. Uh, number seven, Deep Impact. Now, here's some true uh, controversy right here, okay? We got two movies on this list. Both are about giant asteroids or comets, comets, excuse me, colliding into Earth and destroying it. We have... Deep Impact and Armageddon. Everybody always argued on which one of these were better at the time. The answer is Armageddon. But I haven't even seen Deep Impact. I'm I'm pretty sure Deep Impact also has um the fuck's his name? The guy who's in this movie. Elijah Wood. I'm pretty sure it has Elijah Wood in it. Yeah. So he was in this and the faculty this year. Um Deep Impact's pretty good, and I think the it president is, yeah. is played by Morgan Freeman. It is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good movie. 
I enjoyed that movie, but nowhere near as good as uh, Armageddon, which is at number two on this list. Number six is Dr. Doolittle. Any takers? Classic. (laughs) Had that one on VHS. I actually had it on on VHS as well. Number five is The Waterboy. Oh, the Adam Sandler movie? No, the other one. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, okay, so where does The Waterboy rank in your Adam Sandler movies, guys? Like, is it in top three, top five? Top three. Top three. I would would say top five. It's not as good as, uh, well, nothing's as good as Billy Madison. I I agree to disagree, but that's fair. I mean, Billy Madison's great. Which one do you think is better than Billy Madison? I, I was always more of a Happy Gilmore guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. But they're like they came out so close to each other and they got compared so often. Like they're almost one in the same movie even though they're not. Like they they're neck and neck, but uh, like I got to give it to I got to give it to Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I think uh, it, it would probably be uh one Billy Madison, two Happy Gilmore, three Waterboy. No, three Jack and Jill, four Waterboy. Jack, um, he's actually you're kidding right he's actually joking no that that movie is a cinematic masterpiece whoa no he's, he's actually joking. okay yeah he's gotta be right come on who doesn't want to dunk a chino <laughs> jesus <laughs> all right it's definitely one of the most jewish uh, movies i've seen <laughs> ian talk to me top three top three uh, we're gonna go happy gilmore billy madison and Waterboy. Gotcha. I'm going to go Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and The Wedding Singer as my number three. Yeah. Movie's a banger. Then Big Daddy, then Happy, or I mean, then uh, Waterboy. I wasn't as into Waterboy as everybody else was. Big Daddy. I might even put Little Nicky above Waterboy. Little Nicky. Like Mr. Deeds. That, that one's in my top five. That was like right when he started uh, kind of going off the deep end. Yeah. Like that was right, right before, before Punch Drunk Love, right? Yeah, where he plays Shadow of the Colossus and makes a bunch of references to it. It's really weird. Um, number four is There's Something About Mary, Ben Stiller, this, Cameron Diaz. Oh, oh, I was thinking Shallow Hell. No, Shallow Hell is low-key a great movie, though. It is. Fucking I Costanza like has a tail. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then... The top three heavy hitters, they're there for a reason. They're, they're huge, still to this day. Number three, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, yes. Steven Spielberg. You don't like it, Brendan? What? Oh, I thought you went, yeah. Oh, I did. I don't like war movies. I think that they're like stupid. Them. Okay, I love, <laughs> love war movies. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is a great movie. I remember when that came out. Everybody was like, dude, if you do not see this movie in theaters, you are not seeing the movie. You might as well never watch it unless you watch it in theaters. <laughs> like, that was the conversation that was happening all the time because the audio in that movie was insane. I, and, I will uh, say, on a technical level, though, that is a great movie. I just yeah. couldn't care less about war movies, but I, I do appreciate it. I, I think that would be another one of those movies that I would rate five stars because I think it deserves it, even though I don't feel that way. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Fuck, man. I love that movie. It's so good. Number two is Armageddon. Ian, have you seen Armageddon? Yes, of course. Okay, I was going to say you need to correct that if you have not. I did not know it was an actual Walt Disney Studios motion picture, though. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Oh, Bruce Willis. Duh. Yeah. 
crazy stacked cast. That's a Michael crazy Bay movie, right? Cast. Uh, it is a Michael Bay movie, yeah. And then number one, Titanic. Yeah. Snooze first. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and then let's go ahead and get into the highest grossing horror movies of that year. We got at number 10, Scream 2. Ooh. Another Miramax film. Another Miramax film. Miramax was, uh, they were all over 1998. Yeah, there's actually three Miramax films in the top 10 right now. So uh, Scream 2, uh, 9 is Species 2. Never saw the second, saw the first. It was pretty good. That's an MGM movie. The first is Species, the one with Ben Affleck, and they're shooting like Phantoms. No, that's that's Phantoms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally called Phantoms. Gotcha. The classic Jane's Silent Bob line. But Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> and then we got Vampires at number eight. That's John Carpenter's Vampires, right? Yes. Okay. That, that's Nine. the one with Bon Bon Jovi, right? Was it really? No, pre- I know I that I've never seen vampires, but Ian thinks I would like it a lot. Bon, jo- bon Jovi is in a vampire mm. movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, why do you think I would like vampires so much, Ian? Because you're a big John Carpenter fan, and it's am I a John Carpenter movie? I, I wouldn't say I'm a big John Carpenter fan, but I mean, you like I do. what? What name a movie that you don't like from him? <sighs> big exactly. Trouble in Little China, I think, is overrated. Ooh. Oh, but you but you yeah. think it's okay you think it's still good yeah movie. yeah 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 okay, I, well, I think it's still a good movie but you know what let's let's look this up real quick um i do think escape from la is better than escape from new york <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh you guys could at me at darth dutchman on twitter <laughs> if you want to see um mm, yeah i guess you're right yeah, I pretty much like all of his movies that, that I've seen anyway. There's a, a lot I haven't Precinct seen. Precinct 13. Oh, great movie. Very yeah. good movie. Yeah. Great fucking movie. I watched Yeah, he year. makes really good action movies. Especially Escape from L.A. And then number seven, we have <laughs> Psycho. Yes, that's two Gus Van Zandt movies. Yeah, you're right, actually. Look at him. You like this more than the original? I do. I do. Why? Uh, I, I love Vince Vaughn. I like when he diverts from comedy and does things outside of that genre. Um, I just think he's a really good actor, and I like when he can actually try to flex those acting chops. And I uh, I appreciate what Gus Van Zandt tried to do, even if uh, most people think that he didn't pull it off. I think that it was very ambitious. Um, and yeah, I definitely recommend people to watch that movie. I saw that movie before the original as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was young in 1998, so all these movies that were coming out, it's kind of like the comparison Brendan makes with Scream 2022 <sighs> is like, there's a lot of people seeing this Scream for the first time. I was, yeah. that was my first experience with Psycho. And then I, was, I went back and was like, oh, there's, there's a whole thing. And then um, we'll just get to the top five. I'm skipping number six. Um, in classic fashion, number five is the <laughs> faculty. I, I want to know what number six was. We're <laughs> moving on. The number of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so the faculty did make it in the top ten uh, highest grossing horror movies. Number four was Bride of Chucky. Number three was Urban Legend. 
Oh. Number two was I still know what you did last summer. And that so that means two Kevin Williamson movies this year as well. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scream two. We Scream, also have Scream Two, The Faculty, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. That's crazy. That's crazy. We also have two um horror movies starring Josh Hartnett, because number one was Halloween H two O this yeah. year. Oh yeah. yeah. My What's favorite wrong with his hair, Halloween though? movie. I don't know. He looks like a walking penis, man. <laughs> <laughs> did like did someone not ever tell him like in nineteen ninety eight that like his hair just wasn't? It's probably why he wasn't casted in movies after this. Wasn't he? <laughs> he was in so many movies. Yeah, during that time, and they just kept his hair like fucked up. Well, while we're still, you know, chilling here in 1998, uh, Mitch, if you could rev that chainsaw for me, please, because we're going to cover the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards for 1999. We did have, we did have the faculty um, appear in only one category that it did not win. It was uh, nominated for Best Makeup and Creature Effects. It did not win. It lost to Bride of Chucky, which was the winner that year. But Blade was also in the running. There was James Wood in John Carpenter's Vampires, who won Best Actor. Oh. There was Jamie Lee Curtis, who won Best Actress in Halloween H2O. Well deserved. There was The Night Flyer, which was Best Limited Release. I know the cover, but I've never seen the movie. Wait, so you're telling me that The Night Flyer won over... Cube and funny games? Are you kidding Correct. me? Ooh, wow. <laughs> now, out of this list of five, we have the Night Flyer, Cube, Honey Games, Shadow Builder, and the Ugly. The only movies I've I mean, seen Ringo are Funny Games that year and as well. Cube. Well, the ones that are not is what I'm saying. I will say though, my mom loves the Night Flyer. Interesting. I've never seen it. I want to because I I've stared at that case while browsing through like the movie section at a best or a. A blockbuster like my whole life, but I've never watched it. Mm. Um, Cube's really good. It, it needs a remake. It is. It's uh, getting a, a Japanese re. Th- there's a Japanese reboot of it that comes out this year. I'm ready for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. The best musical score went to Vampires. John Carpenter. Not surprising because John Carpenter usually has dope. Oh yeah. Oh, and that uh, Vampires theme song is really good. God damn, I kind of want to watch it like now. Like today, maybe that'll be my movie for today. And yeah, that's really it. We're going to move on. Actually, have you guys seen Dark City? Uh, yes, yeah. that's another one that my mom really likes. Best wide release film. Also got best screenplay. Which again, it, it, how, how did it beat Funny Games? How did anything beat Funny Games? Funny Games is good. Have you seen the remake? Yes, yeah, I yeah, I I think that they're both fantastic. A lot of people like the remake more than the original. That's cuz they're not, they're not they're not speaking that gobbledygook language. Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. You heard it here first. Uh Brendan hates no, I'm Austrians. <laughs> All right guys, so today we are covering the 1998 film The Faculty. Let's get into the logistics, people. Hold up. Hold up, Kyle. You're telling me Scooby-Doo Zombie Island was not nominated for a single thing? Not a single thing. That's insane. I agree. That is insane. And I don't want to talk about it too much because I know we're going to cover it. 
Me and me and Brendan will convince you one day. In a yeah. in a grisly gushing episode. Hell yeah. That's right. This movie's budget was fifteen million dollars oh. and it made worldwide forty million and two hundred and eighty four thousand roughly. So it made quite a bit of money back. Horror science fiction released on Christmas Day, which is not common for a horror movie. I can't think of any other uh, horror movie that released on Christmas Day. I'm sure there is probably one. but Black Christmas, maybe? You'd have to look that up. It would make sense. It would make sense. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Do you guys have a uh, history with him? Do you guys have a Last favorite Robert Rodriguez oh, movie? Yes. Dude, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Spy <laughs> Kids. Are you kidding me? It's my childhood. I'm a big Desperado <clears throat> fan. I was just going to say, the Elm... When I was in high school, when I was high school, I think I got his book "Rebel Without a Cause." Nice. Um, and uh, it got me really interested in El Mariachi, and then I really liked Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Um, you need to his movie, his movie with David Arquette, Road Racers. Um, I really, really dug that. Um, from Dusk Till Dawn. I mean, that's just because he directed that, right? Tarantino wrote it and he directed it. Is that I'm not correct? sure if Tarantino wrote it. I know he directed it for sure. Um, and then uh, uh, then his Grindhouse um, with Tarantino was spectacular. Grindhouse was awesome. Any films, Ian? Or we're just the uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl it for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen From Dustled Dawn, the Death Proof. I haven't seen Planet Terror. Um, but Death Proof, Death Proof has one of my favorite car chases um, in any movie. It and Kurt Russell is fantastic. I love Kurt Russell. He's, he's the man, man. Uh, Sin City, it's all right. I didn't know he I directed for, I Sin City. I forgot that he did Sin City. Yeah. That one slipped off my radar. It's, I like Sin City. It's way better than the movie that came out around the same time called The Spirit. The Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Spirit is yeah. downright terrible. Yes. Downright terrible. But the cast in this movie is a pretty stellar cast for 98. It's got Jordana Brewster as Delilah. It's got Clea Duval as Stokely. Laura Harris as Mary Beth. Josh Hartnett as Zeke. Sean Hetosi. I'm probably saying that wrong. As Stan. And Salma Hayek as Nurse Rosa, which that makes sense considering she just came from from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, it's got Famke Jansen. She was actually mm. in this, and then she was in uh, House on Haunted Hill next year, which we also mm-hmm. covered. Uh, Piper Laurie as Mrs. Karen Olsen. Some may know her from Carrie, or if you're a Twin Peaks fan, she's a pretty established character in Twin Peaks. You got my boy, Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin himself, Hell as yeah. Frank Connor. I actually just saw him in Rec Room for a Dream. I didn't know he was in so many 90s movies. I only picture, I literally only picture him as Shooter McGavin. So every time I see him pop up in something else, I get he's really not, excited. He's not in any other movies. <laughs> to me, Come on, he never was. <laughs> Come on, Shooter. You have to play it where it lies. We got, we got Robert Patrick as Coach Joel Willis, one of the most angry people I've ever seen in my life. Do you um, really want to do you really want to taste it? Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Judgment Day. <laughs> All right, so let's the get to some... The best Terminator. Yeah, yeah, easy. Is it? And uh, John Stewart. Terminator 2? 
Wait, you're saying there's a better Terminator than Terminator 2? <laughs> I don't know. Let me guess. Dark, dark Fate. <laughs> God, Genesis or whatever. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> ugh, ugh. Um, we'll get into a spoiler-free general thoughts of the film and hopefully get hopefully we get more than Ian just saying it's good. And <laughs> well, the then, characters are pretty <laughs> good. And then we'll go ahead and let you know if we are going to add it to our collection, yay or nay. And then we'll get into just talking about the film, uh, getting into all things spoilers. Brendan, we're going to start with you. You know what? No, 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 no. This is Ian's first viewing. I almost feel like it has to go to you first. Ian, it took you till 2022 to see The Faculty. What are your thoughts, spoiler-free, of The Faculty 1998? took me 23 years to see this film. And I always saw the, um, the case on uh, Blockbuster shelves. But no one ever talked to me about it. Not my parents. Not any of my Zoomers out there. What up, Zoomers? Um, no, I've never had a conversation with any of my generation um, about this film in my life. And which is crazy because it's a Robert Rodriguez film and we grew up with that, um, with his filmography. So um, it's kind of insane for me to have viewed this for the first time in my life at age 23, especially being a horror movie fan as, as well. But um, I liked it. It was fun. It felt like, um, you know, the beginning has some really silly um sounds and like uh noises that kind of reminded me of like a um an episode of x-files or buffy the vampire slayer that's kind of what it felt like in the beginning but it slowly crept its way to like other being other horror movies and kind of just kicking back and and uh, being self-aware of what it is stack cast though stack cast also- indeed I was also played. You know what? Um, <laughs> seeing Usher. I'm going there, Brendan. Just go there. See, seeing I Usher on the would. poster. You, you showed me one poster that didn't have the, the one guy, but Usher is on every single one of them. He's not a main character. You mean He's the, like person that was more, the person that was more things. famous than all of them? Yeah, spoiler. Hey, spoiler. He ends up being more famous. Spoilers. Ends up being more famous. Well, than Elijah Wood? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Well, I mean, the poster you probably saw without him in it was the one that they uh, probably distributed in China. So, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, ten cent. I'm talking to you guys. But go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and yeah, it was just it was it was such a tease. I mean, he was like barely in the film. He wasn't a main character. They introduced everyone, and I was like, "Where's Usher? Where's Usher, baby?" And nah, he was just he was a side character, his little side piece, little uh, little little boot thing, and I uh, just did nothing. He t- spoilers, but oh fuck, spoilers, Sorry. dude. <laughs> I mean, he. D- but um, <laughs> or maybe he did. I don't know. This is a new thing we're doing, folks. <laughs> we're, doing, we're, we're doing the 
this is a test run, guys. You got to bear with us. I mean, that's we'll give Ian the one. Okay, you got to give him at least the one. I'm sorry. You can't expect us to do 23, 24 episodes of not doing the spoiler-free shit and then doing this and not slip up once. So if anything, it's the audience's fault for listening to us. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's your fault. <laughs> Mike in Alaska feels should be personally blamed. Mike, you, you should have seen it already. All right, come on. Instantly yeah. take shot. <laughs> take a shot. Take a shot, Mike. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, Brennan, the new blood. You have a little bit more experience with this movie. Talk to me about the faculty and what you thought of it. Yeah, this is a a very nostalgic movie for me. I I don't think that I I could count how many times I've seen this movie. I really enjoy it. It's it's trashy and fun in like the best ways possible. I could see what uh what Kevin Williamson was trying to do and make it like the scream of the sci-fi horror genre subgenre. Totally. Um, but again, as much as I love Robert Rodriguez, his direction is very inconsistent, and he wasn't able to properly get those themes across. So it does feel very sloppy in some parts. Um, but you know, I just think that this movie is so fun. The cast is insane and uh, i think my favorite addition in the cast um he's credited as fuck you boy but it's john abrahams who two years later will be in the first scary movie where he plays uh cindy's uh boyfriend yes oh yeah dude that the dynamic between the fuck you boy and the yeah. summer phoenix which is titled as fuck you girl, fuck you girl. <laughs> every time they were on screen just beating the shit out of each other oh, my girlfriend Tom was seriously like jesus christ and like, like every single time it was hilarious they're, they're literally at school you don't think like <laughs> a teacher would step in and be like hey maybe don't <laughs> Yeah, like they're they're full on like like even him. I think there was one scene. I think when they're like walking out of the school, where like she pushes him and he full on takes like a <laughs> swing at her. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Not um, not hitting women, of course. I'm just saying it's funny that uh, you know the dynamic. I will say though, the one thing that I forgot about this movie um, was that it does have two sexual deviants in it. Um, so seeing them on screen kind of did leave a bad taste in my mouth, but, uh, I can separate the art from the artist. So it, I guess, uh, once I was like, oh yeah, they're in this, I was kind of unfortunately just able to move past it. Yeah. Unfortunately at this time, uh, nobody knew the people they were, but I have a long lineage with this movie. It's weird covering a movie like this because. It takes me back to a specific time and place in my life. This was pre-teen Kyle, too. This was like <laughs> 10, 11-year-old Kyle. I used to rent this movie from Blockbuster so many damn times. I'm pretty sure I had to start talking my mom into it because she would pay consistently for the same <laughs> fucking movie for me to rent out. And I loved it when I was a kid. I have not seen this movie in probably 10 years until today so it was a trip going back and watching this because it was a big part of my childhood i used to watch it all the time and loved it 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 was right up there with scream and i know what you did last summer for me i i I think it still holds a spot 
in that place where it's one of those 90s teen high school setting horror movies, but it's different. Like, it's not just a slasher. It's, I love the alien twist on it and putting some years, some years under my belt and getting a little older now. I, I'm starting to make a lot of the comparisons. Like, this is like a, this is legitimately like a two hour episode of, like an R-rated Doctor Who episode, or this is a two-hour yeah. episode of X-Files. Like, I almost like it more than I did then, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm appreciating all the things that it was trying to do that I didn't even grasp or understand back when I was a kid. I took it at face value as a kid, and um, which was still, I mean, awesome memories, great experience, but it's different seeing it with the lens that I have now. And there is a lot of dumb stuff about this movie, a lot of dumb shit. And, uh, like a lot of things I laughed at that probably weren't supposed to be funny. Uh, but I had a blast and, uh, Ian, you actually didn't say would, um, do you think you would ever add this to your collection or no? Yes. Like, like, like it doesn't have to be immediately, but like, like ever in your growing library. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, we get, I think it's a really cheap um, Blu-ray too. Yeah, I think I bought it for like nine bucks. So, um, I, so we get to add to the collection from Ian. What about you, Brennan? Um, I already have it in my collection. What I would like is if there was like a definitive collector's edition or something with some some solid nice. behind the scenes stuff. Maybe um, commentary from Robert Rodriguez or. Hell, like uh, commentary from Robert Patrick or Elijah Wood or or someone. I just think that would be uh, I would be really down for that. Um, so I already have it, and I would totally buy it again. But uh, Kyle, I did have a quick question for you. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, I feel comfortable labeling it as this, but would you consider this a comfort movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I this is a movie that no matter what's if I'm happy, sad, angry, whatever, I could put this on and just be completely content. Yeah, no, like I said, this is a movie that takes me back to a specific time. Like it's it's weird. Like it's almost it makes me acknowledge mortality <laughs> even more because like I I think about like I still like these feelings from when I first watched these films like this one in particular creep up when I'm watching them and I think about how long ago that was and how much of an impact like watching a film again after so many years can still give me the same feeling even though I'm a completely different person than I was 20 years ago um it's a trip it's a trip watching this but yeah no it it's totally a comfort movie and I also already have it in my collection it actually took a little longer than I thought. It's one of those movies that I almost forgot about for the longest time. And then I came across it on a streaming service and I was like, fucking the faculty. Why don't I own this movie? Like, why isn't this in my collection? This is a fucking awesome movie. And now we're going to start to get into spoilers, guys. But um, just on a side note first, I didn't know that this was a Robert Rodriguez movie until like five years ago. Oh, wow. And yeah, so like, because I never had... It took me a while to be into directors and appreciate cast and crew and the, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like it wasn't something that uh, I've always appreciated. And so because this movie was out of my mind for so long, it kind of went under the radar of me knowing who the director was until I got the interest to watch it again. 
And that's when I looked it up and saw that it was a Robert Rodriguez film. I was like, dude, this makes total fucking sense. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, I, I kind of had a reverse thing. I didn't realize this was a Kevin Williamson script. For some reason, I always thought that Robert Rodriguez had written it until a few months ago. Can you educate um, me and the audience on a little bit more of Kevin Williamson's stuff? Uh, oh, 100%. Uh, well, he's most known for his hit TV show, Dawson's Creek. Hell yeah. Uh, but no, he also uh, Scream. He was Scream. Uh, and I know what you did last summer. Um, so he's all around this time. He was trying to do so many different things within the horror world. Uh, some of them paid off. Some of them didn't. Um, so he he was definitely... Uh, one of the people that kind of put some life back into the genre. That's cool. That's cool. I had no idea. So that's, I had no idea until today that, um, the writer was, uh, had that much of history. Uh, what do you guys think, Ian, since this was your first time watching it, did you know anything about it before going in? Like, did you think that the faculty were just killers or did you know it was like a sci-fi alien movie? Yeah, I knew it was it was an alien movie, but I didn't know it was kind of a different take on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting to see. But um, yeah, it, it was kind of already spoiled for me um, a while ago. Do you think that Do you think that that had any effect on your viewing of it? Yeah, I made comparisons and similarities okay. throughout the film. Gotcha. Yeah, my first viewing, I obviously, I think a lot of people's first viewing, they didn't know it was aliens necessarily. I mean, maybe they did. I was young at that time. So there was probably people that were way into those films at that time. They're like, oh, there's a fucking invasion of the body center, fucking rip off. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. And like, I thought it was. But, uh, no, I, I like, I don't think there's enough science fiction horror that's set in modern day does that make sense yeah what do you oh science fiction modern day okay gotcha yeah like most science fiction slash science fiction alien shit or just horror shit is you know all set either in space on another planet like it's never really set in contemporary united states america or you know blank country modern day Mm mm-hmm I mean, can you guys think of anything else? Like, the only thing I can really think of, which this movie shares a lot of comparisons with, is, like, The Thing. Yeah, I was thinking maybe, like, Body Snatchers. Alien alien versus Predator. That's about it. Yes. Yeah, but even then... Does it? Don't they go to another planet or some shit? No, they could have. No, they're they're in the Antarctic. Uh, Yeah. I mean, close enough. I mean, okay, then AVPR. That one takes place in a random town modern day oh, yeah but no uh, t- to your point there's not many that i can think of um except uh what was what was that like parody movie in the i think it was the early 2000s with david Duchovny, julianne moore stifler oh, uh, oh evolution 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 yeah uh, it had the sprite guy or the seven up guy yeah, that that movie that movie also kind of low-key slaps not gonna lie Dude, that that's a good movie i actually recently watched that at uh there's this bar in tucson called uh casa film bar 
Okay. And they actually put that on one day, not too long ago. And I just got hammered and watched that movie for the oh, first time awesome. in, in years. And dude, that movie holds up. That I mean, movie does hold up. I'm looking at the cast now. It has Ty Burrell, Dan Aykroyd, Sarah Silverman. Like, it was another one of those early 2000s movie with like a weirdly stacked cast. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I was probably all up in his jam. Well, he loves yeah, aliens. Yeah, for people that don't know, he's like really into like alien conspiracy shit and UFO stuff. Like, like, like he's really into like the deep, like dark net shit of that. Men in black, that sort of thing. Yeah. Speaking Not of the which, movie. <laughs> yeah. As far as, uh, so you said earlier about the like, um, Robert Rodriguez trying to, or just the filmmakers on, on, on this project in general, trying to make this like the, uh, scream science fiction movie how do you think that hit and and what didn't hit for you brennan um so i'm not the most versed in sci-fi films so i wouldn't be the first one to be able to pick out all the tropes that uh that it, it carried over but the idea of taking this safe space this school that these that these kids go to and literally making it alien and making it foreign to them um i think that that's one of the things that scream did really well uh but there was just a lot more in scream that made it appealing um to a to a a wider market so it's i also think that it has something to do with the tone Wes Craven did a good job of making Scream funny in some parts and frightening in other parts. This movie is just kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, I, again, even though I, I absolutely adore this movie, there's, there's not a moment where it ever feels serious. Even when things are getting real, it still feels kind of goofy. Cause they throw in those one liners and they're always yeah. those like nineties one liners, <laughs> like eat shouldn't die. We're fucking, which, which, again, oh, you fill in your eyes. The, the things like that worked. There weren't many of those in too many of those in Scream, but they worked because Wes, Wes Craven was able to properly direct the actors for that. Um, I think that this just kind of shows how Robert Rodriguez, even when he's trying to do something serious, has a difficult job with pulling off a serious tone. I think it started with uh, the conversation with Stokely and Casey in the library, and they're kind of talking about that. They're like, uh, yeah, this is just like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And then it's like, how do you know Spielberg isn't an alien? How do you know all these, like, they're all making these films to prepare us for, you know, an actual (laughs) alien invasion. I thought that scene was very Scream, Mm -hmm. and I think they probably got a lot of inspiration from that film. Um, But I did enjoy that whole conversation and banter between those two characters, and how that kind of played out. And that is interesting because if you think about it, what if these aliens were like, okay, this is what we are. We're going to make this human race think that this is fiction so that they wouldn't ever question us if something happened. We're going I do to th- desensitize the yeah. population. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Do you have any comments on that, Ian? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. 
Can we get a I shirt made that just said it is good? <laughs> I do have to take um, a PP break though. Okay, pause for a PP break. Perfect time for ad- advertisement though. You know what? That is a excellent point. Please enjoy this short announcement from the rumination of just radio network <laughs> while Ian takes a thick piss. We'll be right back. Hey, kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. On that note, welcome back, folks. Uh, Yeah. So, um, do you guys have any favorite scenes in the movie? Highlights, if you will. Are we in spoiler territory? Oh, we're spoiling. We're spoiling away. I do. Um, <sighs> the monster at the end. I'm just going to skip to the end real quick. Do it. That, some of it was CGI, obviously. Yeah. And I think some was practical. 100%. Yeah, especially when it's trapped behind the bleachers. Yeah. And the... Like the gym, that thing was all practical. So that was a really cool scene for me because I've always wondered like how that works. Um, my school didn't have one of those. Same. We just had, um, I don't know, I think it was like permanently um, just extended out. So um, it was, but I've been to other schools, other high schools that have that retractable um, staircase thing of bleachers. <laughs> Um, so that was cool. That was a cool kill. Really creative. I think it was like perfect as far as a set piece goes too, to be able to have that giant, uh, fucking practical, probably robotic prosthetic alien only half out because it's technically trapped behind the bleachers where all the mechanical and parts were actually being moved. So you could pretty much hide all of that and, uh, just have like half of it out so it probably made for you know like like it made it easier to be able to have that scene going as far as like showing the monster in practical effect but oh yeah no i wouldn't be surprised if it was the same crew that did um the t-rex from jurassic park it was actually I know they uh, just did a, a head well yeah greg nicotero actually did the special effects on this so he's the walking dead oh, and a bunch of oh, other shit. things so yeah wow so i didn't i didn't know that yeah, Greg Nicotero was on this. I'm pretty sure he did the special effects. He was in the credits for some sort of effect, but I don't know what he was covering exactly. Um, but it would be weird for him to be on this and not do like the main shit. Yeah, since he's yeah. like a lead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so this was yeah, this was a monster movie. What did you think of the queen? Like the overall queen in general? That whole. That whole subplot of her arriving at the school, everything going down. Did you guys see that coming? Was it a twist for you? Well, so the the one thing that I that I did find a little unbelievable was how her accent. No, um, Mary Beth when they're at uh skeet's house steve's zeke's house jesus christ <laughs> when they're, when they're, when they're, I was th- i'm still thinking of scream uh when they were at zeke's house and we see like his drug setup 
and they all uh well we haven't talked about it yet the drug is called scat and it's basically just like a bunch of trucker caffeine pills with some quote other household shit <laughs> which, which, which i think that line's absolutely hysterical because it's so vague um but so they're all one by one doing the scat and Mary Beth, her nose just closes and she flicks the bottom off and all the scat falls out and nobody saw that. I mean, they were all high off their ass. I guess that's one like argument you could make that they were all so blown away <laughs> that, that they didn't, which when I originally saw this, I thought that she just, cause she like tilt her head back in like yeah. a very exaggerated yeah. like move. So I thought she just threw it behind her. But yeah, in the flashback, it shows her like flick it out and it just falls out. So I was like, okay. Huh. <laughs> um, also, the, there's a point where where uh, Stacy calls Usher a blood fart. <laughs> blood fart? <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that 90s lingo? Yeah. <sighs> what did I that guess. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I actually know. Dude, I, w- I wish I wrote down a lot of the things that they call each other in this movie because there was a lot of that shit. Just a lot of funny shit. Farting blood, 11 causes, treatments, conditions, <laughs> and more. Um, okay, so anyways, I really like, uh, I really like um, the structure of the alien invasion. Uh, you know, it starts with Robert Patrick, and then it goes... Oh, wait, hold on, let me pull up the cast list so that I can stop calling people fake names um it starts with robert patrick and then it goes to oh what the fuck is her name well technically roid rage mrs karen olsen was already turned but yeah, I don't understand there, there, that. there's there is a line in the movie or something about him being the first one turned but it's weird because she tried to show him first, though. If she was I mean, the first. Well, because it was a twist when she got out and then, oh, boy, <laughs> she stabbed her. You know, okay, like, yeah. yeah, so it, it goes from from Karen Olsen to um, to Robert Patrick. So to they the, were infected at the same time, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it goes to the principal. And then from the principal, it goes into that old teacher that uh, Sean sees when he's in the shower, who like basically disintegrates. Yeah. Ugh. And then it goes Wait. to Wait, the. <laughs> Yo, her like scalp or like her her hair coming out with the skin. Yeah, that was definitely that was Nicotero right there for sure. Oh yeah. Hands down. Yeah. She looks like a zombie. And then the the last I'm able to trace it is it goes into that police officer. And then it's just kind of rampant from there on. And then it just it fucking goes full fucking Rona on it and just everybody starts getting it. Oh, that police <laughs> officers look. That's that's something to take a screenshot for for sure. Oh yeah. The, there was that's one emoji you need to make, man. <laughs> for the Discord. Um <laughs> There is one really good line when Principal Drake is 
talking to the teachers about how they need to budget everything for football and you know they're not going to get their new computers or their new play or anything and the principal says to karen olsen just use the set from our town and i don't know if you guys are familiar with our town but Mm -hmm. it is it's a show that basically has no to a very 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 minimalistic set um and i think that that line is just absolutely hysterical yeah i guess if you get the reference yeah um what do you think of special effects you got the cg was dated the cg was dated sure it's not as bad as i like it's not as bad as i would think it would be at this point yeah it wasn't terrible it wasn't terrible like it wasn't like escape from la bad no (laughs) no nothing's (laughs) that bad holy (laughs) but it was it was pretty good and then there was some practical shit like uh uh what tells his name up Professor Edward being stabbed in the eye. There was the cutting off of the yeah. fingers. And he got up and it was still in his eye. Yeah, that was, that was a really cool practical. Yeah, and it was like was foaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. The, uh, the, the parasites in Elijah Wood's face, was that? That, that was practical, wasn't it? Mm, they were moving <laughs> around though, right? Nah, no, nah, dude. It might have been a mixture. Yeah, and the makeup that they do yeah. when they come out is not it. It doesn't look good. For, like, how deep they were in his skin, and, like, they were pulling out the veins and whatnot, for him to just have, like, three dots, three red dots on his face. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a 90s movie. It's yeah. almost 30 years old now, so. Um, again, not as bad as Escape from L.A., so we've at least set that bar. No. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'll give you one. I'll give you one bad thing about it. That's it. The uh, um, pencil going through the teacher, through the uh, principal's hand was pretty cool. Um, and that whole scene was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Was, I, I really didn't know what he was going to do there. <laughs> yeah, there was a... I was like, it's going to be a rape scene in this, <laughs> in this the, PG-13 uh, movie. The best thing that I saw was when... The uh, hot teacher from X Men, Jean Grey, when Jean Grey uh, approaches Zeke outside of the uh, when he's the at his football car. stadium, and he's trying to get to his car, and then she hops in the window, and then he crashes into the bus, <laughs> and it blows up, and they use a just like a a, a rag doll to throw her through the oh plane. yes, Did you yeah, that was fantastic. It? Like like yeah. you have to catch it's it legs, so yeah. quickly. <laughs> You have to catch it so quickly. But if you catch it, like, the body looks hilarious. And she, like, flies through. I thought that was awesome. Um, I kind of wanted more car scene, too, with how, like, Robert Rodriguez kind of directs now. Like, with, like, I don't know. Like, I was kind of hoping for, like, a chase scene in the car. Like, we had the dude from Terminator. We had Robert Rodriguez directing. We had a dope. Was it, like, uh, like, a Mustang? Was it a Mustang? Corvette? I think it was a Dodge Challenger. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. You might be right. But anyway, I was kind of hoping for more of like a fucking chase scene in the car. That would have been awesome. I mean, when they referenced the uh, the chasing, that was that was a really good line. And when he said, I like that, that, that was a good scene. For like quite a bit. When um, Elijah Wood is taking pictures, he's come back from lunch, and then the uh, gym teacher stops him, <laughs> and he's like, hey, you're a pretty good runner. And then Elijah oh, yeah. Wood says, uh, I only... 
I think running is only good for being chased. And then he's like, oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool line. So did you guys realize, I just realized this, John Stewart's name is Edward Furlong. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of the kid from Terminator 2. I wasn't sure if that was just a coincidence or a specific reference. Is that the name of the actor? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you have one of the Terminators in the film, so why not? Robert Rodriguez was also probably a fan at that time. Maybe. Yeah. It's weird to give it to John Stewart, though, of all people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... Another dope shot is when the queen, um, which is the actress Laura Harris, when Mary Beth is completely nude, smokehouse, and then she's walking <laughs> through the locker room, but it's showing, like, the shadows the, the, of... Yes. Yeah. Like, the, like, the tentacles and the shadows of her, like, true form while she's walking. I thought that was rad as fuck. It was alright. That that's something I'm wondering if that was in the script or if that was a Robert Rodriguez flair because that feels like something he would do. That's a good question. I don't know, but yeah, I thought that was dope. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to cover before we Absolutely. get into our final thoughts? Um, well, you seem pretty quiet, so I wouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> the water promotion, the mid the mid movie water promotion, that was kind of cool. When they're replacing all the coffee and all the uh, drinks with water, yeah, water bottles know, everywhere. That that's a really subtle thing that I that I enjoy because you see like through the first twenty minutes or so as things progress, there's like first you see them bringing three of those big water jugs, and then in the background of one of the shots, you see a water truck actually pulling up. So I I really do like the subtle. Uh, the subtle inclusion of that. Yeah, yeah another that scene cool. where I laughed was when uh, they look out the window and the coach is just standing in the field with the sprinklers. <laughs> 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 Shit was so funny. Oh yeah. my god. It just hit him in the face. I was like, psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think, uh, to Ian's point, there was a lot of showing of the the Dannon Corporation on all, all the water bottles. Do you think that was product placement? Do you think that was some, 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 some money involved? Dannon, the water of aliens. Dannon, the water of aliens. Um, what else you got for us? Ian? Wasn't there a time, uh, or during this time, there was like a big health thing? I guess that was kind of the 80s. Nah, forget it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's a quote from Shooter McGavin um, when he's taking his porn he's like sorry son flogging the bishop first time I've ever heard that in my life you've never heard flogging the bishop? flopping the bishop? flogging 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 the bishop either way never heard it in my life interesting well, and then the, the follow up the <laughs> We'll leave it up to in- hey. We'll, we'll make a kill list reference, and we'll just leave it up to interpretation. <laughs> well, I think the funny thing right after that, right after he takes his porn, when Elijah Wood is um, escaping or uh, sneaking out of his room, and his dad uh, 
um, you know, he falls off the roof and his dad walks outside and he's like, get inside. His dad is still he's holding, holding the, porn. the porn magazine. <laughs> yeah. 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 I noticed that. Do you think the faculty was really out there or was he really just tripping? Uh, I think they were actually out there. They they dip so quick, though. <laughs> they aliens, boy. <laughs> they dip so fast. They're not that fast. I don't know. Well, so do, you, do you think that they can... Do you think that they can all um, transform the way <laughs> the way that uh, <laughs> the way that Mary Beth does? Um, no, great question. Queen great question. And no, I don't think they do. Okay. Oh, although Jean Grey, she did her head like came off and she turned into that squid thing. You're well, yeah. The bottom of her head when it was like floating or kind of flopping around, it grew tentacles and it came back to her body. Yeah, I think that's just like to the extent. So like they probably get in there and then once they like latch on and host, they probably get to like the size of a football. Probably, if I had to guess. But I think the queen is the only one that could transform into like the big llama jamma. Well, you would know the most, Kyle, since you're the alien expert. Um, the last scene I want to go over is the dope, um, football montage where it's Usher and the whole football team and they're just giving crushing the, um, everybody. They're destroying the other team, giving them, um, uh, the, the little slugs and they're turning the other football team into, into aliens and it's playing, uh, we don't need no education. Oh, it's so good. That yeah, that's good scene. And the opener with Offspring. Just mm, the yeah. just the fucking, mm. like, oh, God. That opening is so dope, how they just start playing it with the Miramax thing. Or, no, the Dimension Films. Yeah. It's kind of going. You're like, all right, we're getting into some crazy here. Although, to your point, Ian, I do think that the first 20, 30 minutes is kind of like, it's the worst part of the movie. Yeah. For it's sure. It's really I, bad. Yeah, it's not that great. But I think once... uh. Once the band actually gets together and the movie kicks off is when it really just takes over. Like, I think it gets really good at that point. Like, once all the kids finally get on the same page, I think that's when the movie really takes off. Yeah. Um, anything else for us? You got anything else for us, Brendan? Uh, the, the, uh, I guess it's not... It's kind of subtle. Um, the one thing that I do find really interesting is... After John Stewart puts the parasite into the fish tank and it starts to grow and it grows the like uh, tentacle veins, um, uh, Stokely puts her hand up to the fish tank and the uh, the tentacles like make the outline of her hand. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I thought that that was just a nice little shot that they added in there. Um, yeah, that shot was cool. It makes me want a fish tank. Have you guys ever had an aquarium? <laughs> yeah, there. At one yeah. point, we we had one of those. Uh, you know, like the goldfish that you win at the fair that either live for two days or thirty five fucking years. years. Yeah. <laughs> so we we had one of those, and we put the goldfish in a tank with another fish, and the goldfish started to kill itself. Like it was slamming its head into the rock wall. I've and had that, those, yeah. yeah, and then like, um, so it was like 
his nose bone was just completely out. So we had to like Ooh, God. put him. We, yeah, we had to put him down because he was just like destroying himself. You fucking do what Josh Hartnett did. We put the fucking rat in the movie. And you just like snap his fucking neck. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. No, I think my stepdad had to put him in alcohol. Oh my God. That, that, well, you know, that kills him instantly. Well, yeah. <laughs> they, they breathe in the liquid and they're just, it probably burns their flesh alive. That is sad. <laughs> It, it, it was the 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 internet said that it was humane, and we asked a vet, and the vet said it was also a humane way to do it. No way, really? Yeah. That that is like the equivalent to like dumping a human in lava. <laughs> like, hey, oh, you humane. would die right away, though. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's instantaneous, <laughs> so it's humane. You know, it's it's humane. God, that bummed me out. On that note, we're gonna go ahead and get to the uh, <laughs> final. Thoughts and review of The Faculty, <laughs> 1998. You think of The Fish, 1998. Um, Brendan, we're going to start with you. What are your final thoughts and review of The Faculty, <clears throat> 1998? This is just a really solid, fun, comfort movie that has some good bits of sci-fi, sci some good bits of horror, um, an incredible cast and just an all-around banging score. Mm. Uh, so, with that being said, I th this number is also a bit based on nostalgia, um, but I will give it an eighty-nine. Oh, eighty-nine, baby! Woo! Okay, Brennan, eighty-nine percent. Ian, you were the first to start us off with the movie, and because you are the newest viewer of this film, you are going to be. Well, I was going to say the last. That's going to be me, but the second <laughs> person. Cool. I mean, you said, "Oh, Ian, it's your turn." Take it away, my friend. Fair enough. Um, this movie is very fun. Um, it is self-aware. There's actually a quote um, that the goth girl. Um, says uh, which is this is the point where someone says let's get the fuck out of here and then someone repeats the line let's get the fuck out of here so very fun movie i'm gonna give a 68 68 percent from ian d plus if you will <clears throat> um i've been watching this movie since uh i can remember um I love this movie. It's a comfort movie for me. It's one of the first movies that got me into horror. I appreciate it more now even because I know the cast and crew behind it and, you know, the uh, the talent that's involved in it. It has a lot of funny shit going on. It's not a perfect movie. Um, but my nostalgia is also going to contribute highly to the rating. Hell yeah. But I do think that this is a great film. I think it's a good Robert Rodriguez film, too. And I think it's a great 90s film. And I'm glad to have it in my collection. I'm going to give it an 80%. Yes. So, that being said, let me go ahead and calculate. I should have had this out. Fucking like it's my first fucking cast I'm ever doing, right? <laughs> the official Red Rum rating for the faculty. 1998 is 79%, which I think a C plus is very decent. I think it's a little high. And fair for this. That's fair. Well, I mean, hey, the, the, the podcast has spoken. 
we all thought Colobus was too high too, but here we are. You know, here we are. Wait, can um, can, can, can we just can we give a shout out to the first line of Dom's review? Guaranteed oh, to jack you up. And jack yeah, you up baby. is all in caps. Uh, well then what'd she give it? Uh four and a heart. Oh, four and a heart. Nice. Me too. God, we're meant to be. So we're gonna end every episode like we do with is it fresh? Is it right? I don't know. Is it fresh? The game where I read off a description of a movie. Ian and Brendan have to guess what the film is based on that description. If they get it right, if it's fresh or frozen, they get a point. We move on to the second round where if they guess within a 7% gap of the percentage, they get a second point. Right now for the uh, ongoing tally here. In the year, we have Ian at two, Brendan at six. Ian's got some catching up to do. Are you guys ready? I'm ready, Freddy. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. In California, Dr. Miles Bunnell is baffled when all his patients come to him with the same complaint. Their loved ones seem to have been replaced by emotionless imposters. Despite others' dismissive denials, Dr. Bunnell, his former girlfriend Becky, and his friend Jack soon discover that the patient's suspicions are true. An alien species of human duplicates, grown from plant-like pods, is taking over the small town. Is it fresh or is it rotten? I'm going to go fresh. If you didn't say small town, then I would have guessed it to probably be... Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But I've never seen Mimic. And I'm going to go fresh on this. It is, in fact, fresh. You guys both get awarded a point. Guess the percentage. 67. Uh, I was going to say 65. You guys are both incorrect. It is, in fact, fresh at 85% with 10,000-plus ratings, genre horror sci-fi, directed by Don Siegel. It is, in fact, the 1956 film Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, it's the original. The original. Number two. In a small Texas town, a mysterious black substance yep. emanating from the remains of a prehistoric human engulfs a young boy and his rescuers. Later, two FBI agents are in Dallas to disarm a bomb set to detonate inside a federal facility. Unfortunately, the bomb explodes, leaving four inside dead. The two agents then receive a tip that the disaster was a government effort to cover up an alien virus linked to the boy's death. Is it fresh or is it frozen? I have no clue what this is. I'm going to say rotten. I don't know what it is either. Um, I'm also going to go run. You guys are both incorrect. It is actually fresh at 72% with 50,000 plus ratings. Genre sci-fi drama directed by Rob Bowman. It is the X-Files film 1998. Oh, uh, yeah. His highest rated film is in fact actually the X-Files 1998. Number three. When government scientist Xavier 
intercepts a space transmission containing the genetic sequence for an alien life form, he uses it to produce Sill, a gorgeous alien-human hybrid. As Fitch's team grows concerned at her rapid rate of growth, Sill wrecks the laboratory and begins violent quest for a suitable male human to impregnate her. Sounds like my type of movie. The U.S. government dispatches top assassin Preston Lennox and a team of experts to stop her. Is it fresh or is it rotten? I'm going to go rotten, cotton. I think I know what this is, and I'm going to go rotten as well. It is, in fact, rotten. Guess the percentage. 42. Uh, give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 35. Oh, <laughs> it is, in fact, rotten at 31%. <laughs> Brennan gets the point yes. with 25K ratings. Genre sci-fi directed by Roger Donaldson. His highest rated film is at 100% called Smash Palace, what they used to call me in high school. The movie is 1995 Species. Oh, not what I thought. So Brendan takes the lead. It is now 2-3. Number four, Los Angeles is enduring a heat wave and a crime wave. So the pressure on the police officer, Michael Harrigan, to solve a strange string of murders is mounting. Harrigan thinks that the culprit can be found among the warring gangs and drug cartels, but FBI Special Agent Peter Keyes knows the horrible truth. Their, kill em, their killer is a fearsome extraterrestrial with keen hunting abilities that includes super, superior night vision and the power to make itself invisible. I cannot talk right now. Is it fresh or is it rotten? Lieutenant Mike Harrigan, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go uh gonna go rotten on this one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Predator 2. Uh, and I'm gonna go rotten. It is in fact rotten. Guess the percentage. I actually already know this one, if I'm being honest. Then well. go first. <laughs> then go first. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> um, Brent, I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, Come on. Um, oh, uh, the, the one I know. Predator 2. I'm going to say 40. 42. 42. I'm going to go 42. I'm going to go for the double points here, and it's 44, and I know that because that is such a weird number to me. It is, in fact, 44%. Ian <laughs> gets baby. the double points. Brennan also gets a point. It is now 5-5. Five, five. Genre. Adventure sci-fi action directed by Stephen Hopkins. Highest rated film is The Life and Death of Peter Sellers, 2004, 69%. It is, in fact, the 1990 film Predator 2. That's funny. I was just getting warmed up to uh, watch this series again. I'm glad I looked it up. Thank you, God. It is now 5-5, which means this this can settle right here. Number five. When a cockroach... Spread plague threatens to decimate the child population of New York City. Oh, I know this. Evolutionary biologist Susan Tyler and her research associates rig up a species of Judas bugs and introduces them into the environment where they will mimic the diseased roaches and infiltrate their grubby habit- habitats. 
So far, so good until the bug keeps on evolving and learns to mimic their next prey, humans. Never is mind. it fresh or is it rotten? You know, starting out. Thank hard boys. Men in this black. is going to be the tiebreaker. This is going to be the tiebreaker. I think I that this movie sounds them. pretty stupid. Um, so I'm going to say rotten. I have to go opposite of Brendan because there's no ties. Do it. Do it. You won't. So even if he gets a bigger lead, I, I still have to take that chance to to get the up on him. So I'm going to go fresh. It is, in fact, rotten. Oh, well. <laughs> Brendan gets the point. I mean, another strategy is you could have tied. If you thought, like, tied it and then got the second point with the percentage rating as well. But, meh. You, I mean, technically, you can still tie it if he doesn't. Oh, actually, no, because you, you don't. Yeah, fuck. Damn. Brennan, guess percentage. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. It is. That's incorrect. It is rotten at 37% with 25,000 plus ratings. Genre is horror sci-fi directed by Guillermo del Toro. It is the 1997 film Mimic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I've never seen it, but it sounds terrible. So that puts Brendan at seven, Ian at two. Holy shit. It is what it is. Hey, we still got 11 more months. A quote from Predator 2, shit happens. Shit happens. All right, folks. That being said, this has been another episode of the Ruminations of Red Room the scattered out dehydrated alien of the ruminations radio network if you like what we're doing here please be sure to follow us on instagram at ruminations of red room and on twitter at of red room that's of red room and please subscribe on itunes or spotify and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating that being said i'm your host kyle with a k and with me today we have ian with two e's I want to give out, give a shout out to um, Brendan's mom, who just gave me a follow on Instagram. God, you stole that from me, but go ahead. <laughs> and I know she listens to all of our episodes. Pretty our number one dick fan. thing to do, but go ahead. <laughs> Pretty dick thing to do, but go ahead. I mean, you went first, technically, so. Missed Yikes. your shot. Missed your shot. Wayne Gretzky. Um, number one fan, second to Mike. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Brendan, the new blood. Uh, hi, mom. And also, uh, <laughs> I want to just quickly uh, throw a recommendation out there. If anyone likes to read horror books, uh, check out Death House by John Darnielle, the uh, lead singer of The Mountain Goats. The book is fantastic. Stay spooky, folks. Chill and watch movies, and a lizard would be, like, the perfect pet, I think, for you to have with your lifestyle. If I liked lizards more, I would have one, but I'm afraid to touch them. Afraid to touch them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Uh, I don't know. It's just like they're... I have like, their invisible I, spikes out. And... I, I, have a, I have a texture thing, and I feel like I, I wouldn't like the texture of a lizard.